Spoiler warning! Quick summaries for short games is filled from top to bottom with spoilers. If you care at all about spoilers for the game being discussed, do yourself a favor and go beat it before coming back to listen. Hello, hello. This is Quick Summaries for Short Games. I'm Trevor Robertson. And I'm Terry. Jerrine. I'm Joe. And today we're going to be talking about a game called Inside, released in 2016 by Playdead. So I figured before we jump into this wildly morbid game, we could start with some happy thoughts and take turns gushing about one of our top favorite games of all time. Does anyone want to start? I'm going to clock you for 30 seconds. Oh, no. (laughs) boy! I think I hyped up my most favorite game last episode. Really? Yeah, it was Ocarina of Time. Oh, shit. Okay. Perfect game. Five out of seven. Why? That was the first Zelda game in my household that was like mine to play. I grew up like on Nintendo and the NES and stuff, but I had to watch my brothers play. They were eight and 10 years older than me. And so I never got a turn on it. And so we got a 64 and like they weren't really into video games anymore. And I was like, fucking Zelda. Yes, absolutely. It was the first game I got blisters on my fingers from playing so much. And the score is fantastic. And yeah, it's just all around solid game. That's your time. Oh, well done. Nice. Beautiful. <laughs> so stressful. Oh, my God. It's all that radio DJ. All right. Who's next? You're making my brain hurt already trying to figure out which one it is. But the one that comes top to mind first is Gree. And I, I can't remember if we're going to talk about Gree at some point or not in your list. I think so. Maybe. Isn't that a, a pretty short game? I think it is. I know I took a long time in it because I wanted to explore every nook and cranny of it, but it's absolutely beautiful. Definitely has some emotional storytelling that goes along with it. I'm still in love with the artwork, so and the music is fabulous. It was Ooh. all aesthetic. Is it for a me. platformer? Yeah, platformer puzzle. All no, right. it's a puzzle. Awesome. Okay. Yeah, I definitely would like to do that one in the future. Dre. That was a scary noise. Yep. Probably Lost Kingdoms two. And and one, just Lost Kingdoms in general. What are those games? I've never heard of that. It, yeah, most people have. Oh, shit. It's like a card game, but you actually throw the cards out and they like fight for you or they're just weapons that come out of your body. And then you can capture other cards, put them in your deck. It was just so novel for when I had a GameCube. I'm like, this is amazing. And I forced a friend to buy it. That sounds lit. And if you get your safe file on a memory card, you can bring it over to someone else's and you can fight each other with your decks. Oh, shit. That's, That's awesome. lit. No one wanted to fight me after a while, so. That's sick as hell. (laughs) Then it wasn't lit. (laughs) That's always how it goes, honestly, with your crew. Like anyone Trevor's introduced me to is like, yeah, they fuck around with this video game. I start playing it. I'm like, well, I fuck around with this game pretty much. And then no, just no. I get so stomped into oblivion and it makes me sad. So I understand that feel. What about you, Trevor? What's your favorite? Oh, yeah. What's your favorite? Oh, geez. Oh, guys. I mean... We're not here to talk about me. I don't okay, let's move on then. No, no. No, wait. Let's go. Stop. Hold on. <laughs> We're here now. I want to know. I'm putting 30 seconds on the clock. Oh, all right. I turned off the timer for me because I'm special, but I'll turn it back on. No, no. I got it. Go ahead. So this might not come as a surprise to anyone, but Monster Hunter, the series in general, is just one of my favorites of all time. It's incredible. It felt realistic, like, you know, growing up and playing them. You're like, oh, I'm just a tiny man killing dinosaurs with anime ass weapons. My favorite <laughs> of all time before Iceborne came out, the expansion to the PC one was Monster Hunter 4U, which added so many different cool things and ledges and mounting for monsters. The monsters were all sick as hell. I've put in thousands upon thousands of hours. It's funny that you say Monster Hunter because that was going to be my, well, you already talked about Zelda. Then I'd be like, all right, fine, fucking Monster Hunter. Let's go, baby. And I'm actually like very disappointed in myself because I bought the new one and 
and I got 50 hours in and then I just fell off because I found all of these other fucking games and I'm playing with friends and yeah, so, you know, they're just like, well, why, why are you just playing on your own? And it's like, because I fucking love this game. So get it it's and come so play good. it with me. <laughs> yes. And the expansion makes it so much better. Okay, that's good. That's the last time for the rest of the hour or so that we're going to be happy because we're talking about Inside, a wildly <laughs> graphic game for, for something with such simple graphics. The story itself is told through environmental storytelling. There is zero dialogue in this game. And it once again tells an amazing, mildly convoluted kind of complex story that I'm not sure anyone has actually fully figured out. I don't know. I think it's funny because you have an interesting view on this because you saw me start it and then end it at two different intervals, basically. And when Dylan was watching, I feel like he had a pretty solid theory on what this game is about. I loved his theory. That might just be mine. Like I might have just stolen it from him and I'll give him credit where credit is due. Yeah, go ahead. So this being a very dark game, there are actually a lot of incredibly dark fan theories surrounding what the game's about. Let's talk about our headcanons for what this whole thing is. Joe, it sounds like you're pretty ready to to launch into that. Yeah, I think there was a pretty compelling argument made to me about what it is to go through your full life cycle. So like from start to finish, you like start out as a child and you go through certain points in your life and you hit certain milestones, I guess you'd call it. And there was a lot of symbolism in there for hitting certain milestones uh, going into adulthood and then the different aspects of adulthood and then eventually into the death cycle at the very end. I'm not okay. going to say too much more. I don't want to spoil it for everyone. Well, we're going to be spoiling <laughs> a hell of a game. Oh, for then fucking. All right, cool. I'm so in on this. Then we will spoil the shit out of it when we get to it. I guess this is your chance to run now. Spoiler warning. Yeah. <laughs> We will be talking about pretty much everything that happens, the big reveal at the end, which is disturbing to say the least, <laughs> and also really, really funny. I was just going to say it took such a hard left turn and I'm so here for it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's about the time where all of the moving back and forth kind of starts to overstay its welcome before it grips you in again, because you're at the glass and you're like, what are they all staring at? And you're like, okay, well, now I'm really curious again. And then it's just like, it rips the lid off of it, whatever mm -hmm. you thought could possibly mm -hmm. be going on. Which was like so good because, I mean, I don't know about you guys, but like the game is simple enough where you're able to like pick up a lot of the details that they kept trying to throw at you. And so throughout the first, you know, two thirds of the game, they're rolling out little bits and pieces. And you're like, why is there a group of people who that you can control with your brain? And why is there like a whole train of people going down a train track in the background? Or mm -hmm. why are those scientists staring at us you know what's going on here and so when you finally yeah. hit that glass and they finally reveal what the big reveal is you're like holy shit this is what mm -hmm. this is all about this is what everyone's caring about holy crap so yep. that was so good yeah who knew the entire game is devoted to being the prequel to beautiful katamari I wish this were the audience. I had no idea what that is. You don't know what beautiful Katamari is? <laughs> no, what is that? Sounds oh my familiar. God. Okay, so it's this it's this old school game way back in the day, PlayStation days, I'm pretty sure. It might have gotten a couple other consoles, but the premise is that the king god of the universe gets really pissed and so he like just blows up a bunch of planets on a whim and he's like, ah, shit, I can't do that. Like, I had to fucking rebuild these planets. And so he sends someone down and it's basically you're just a sticky ball and you're rolling around the planet. Oh. 
it and you're sucking up like all sorts of trash and like cars and trees and this and that until you're big enough to be thrown off and you're dense enough to form your own planet. So like you're rebuilding the planets that way. I do need to inform you. I will be leaving that four second pause where no one has any idea what you're talking about. (laughs) That's fine. And you know, I thought I like I knew I was making a deep cut, but I definitely (laughs) thought some people knew what fucking beautiful Katamari was. I just didn't know what the name was. I've oh, definitely okay. seen it. Yeah, me too. Yeah. When you referenced it earlier in Discord before the podcast and in your other channel, I was polite laughing. A few people <laughs> actually like got it. And I was like, oh, cool. Like Trevor's played this game. So <laughs> nope. Thanks for I just made you look like the biggest yeah, dick. Thanks I'm for sorry. fucking laying me out over the coals there. <laughs> Terry, what is your headcanon for the story? What is this about? Well, I mean, at first I thought it was just about the fact that there's this kid who randomly like comes across the space. He's trying to like break into the scientific lab or whatever and trying to figure out what it is that people are after. But after playing it again and after um, doing my own little research or whatever, one theory that I'm really interested in is the fact that you have this laboratory where you've got like this monster at the end that's made up of different body parts or whatever, right? And you're like, why is this kid like running towards the laboratory? And there's this whole theory that this kid is actually part of the monster or is being controlled by the monster. So that way the kid can break in and like let the monster loose because and I don't want to spoil it too. But at the very end, he gets sucked into the monster and then they all you know leave or whatever. And then you get to control him. They get him. to control yeah. him and stuff. Mm-hmm. But the kicker oh, is that if you, if you go back and if you look at more of the details, there's like hints in there that show the scientists knew or they were expecting the monster to break free. So it became like this meta theory of like expecting what the monster is actually going to be doing at the end. It was like one giant experiment. So I just thought it was pretty interesting to kind of look at the layers of that. That kind of makes sense too. That holds a decent amount of water because there were several times when you were in the lab, I was like, I'm so fucking clearly walking by people like behind glass who could clearly see me. Like there's a camera set up in a room. Like I know these motherfuckers are seeing me walk through and they're not doing anything about it. So towards the end, the scientists even helped the monster get out. Yes. Yes. It could be maybe seen as like fear because they're like, oh, well, we're just going to help him get out. The more I listen to everything, the more I watch people play. I really think that everything is so specifically set in place to be a test for the child, for the blob. It's almost like the blob is controlling the, the kid from like the start. I think that the scientists know that the blob is controlling a kid or kids to run in and complete the tasks because they're testing intelligence and all that. So I have like so much. So I'm not gonna, you know, read through all the paragraphs that I wrote, but because <laughs> oh I love this game and it's mostly strap in. Mo- oh my god, no. You stop tell <laughs> me or cut me up at any point. But so there's a lot of stuff in the background that it might seem kind of vague. And I think that there's actually like a full world that they put back there, but they don't need to tell you what it is because it has no bearing on like the narrative that we're playing. So it's like all this stuff and you're like, oh, they're not telling us. So like maybe they're just trying to leave it kind of vague. So we have to make our own stories. Like, no, I think they made an entire world, stuck it in the background. But then the stuff that we're dealing with is literally just like I, I looked up the theories after, after I wrote my stuff down and mine was basically fitting into the, the control theory. So basically all you're doing is just the lack of control. You're doing something for the benefit of someone else. Like even after you do 
like the secret ending. The secret ending is just unplugging everything. And then in the end, you unplug yourself. Like even the little boy, like even if he was connected to the blob, it doesn't really matter. It was all planned. They literally put tape on the ground where you're supposed to be. <laughs> and then like the only part of control that you do have, like you as the player, not even the boy, because you're controlling him, is to like kind of free him yourself just by unplugging it. <laughs> so mm-hmm. pretty depressing <laughs> in that sense. But a lot of the world building like itself in terms of like the pigs and the worms, like making uh-huh. these husks like all that stuff is really cool like deep lore but like the face value stuff is just like basically nothing Mm -hmm. jesus a theme of control is definitely i think the prevailing theme for it but there's also a theme that goes along from the very beginning until the very end of sacrifice where almost or if not all the different times where you're utilizing other beings anything living essentially including yourself every time there is a sacrifice made okay i love this bit so when you suck the chiclets through the launcher (laughs) i fully believed that it was a shredder but i knew that what you needed to do was just suck it through because there's tiny little things that are following you around and you're just like oh i'm putting them through a literal leaf shredder what are they called tree shredder thingy um (laughs) but i did that but just fully believing that and having zero clue what the purpose is going to end up being i think one of the reasons that i know for sure that i'm not an amazing person is because when the birds flew safely into the hay bale and like survived and they were fine i was kind of disappointed i was like oh well that was anticlimactic Uh, i guess we're just gonna so with the chicks Sorry. <laughs> Every no. time I make a friend play this game and they put the chicks through, I make them go back because one chick is always dead and not moving. That's what I was going to get to because <laughs> that's the first sacrifice. You sacrifice one chick to accomplish your goals. When you do the 20-man puzzle with all the puppets, oh. there's one dead person, puppet, etc. And so that's kind of the prevailing theme. You sacrifice yourself to save the huddle. And so along with control is the theme of sacrifice. I think the one thing that kind of kept blowing me away that I keep going back to is that train that I mentioned before where, you know, the people were all stockpiled in it. Totally reminiscent of Holocaust stuff, right? Mm -hmm. And so Mm -hmm. when I compared that to the theory or to the idea of power and control and taking over or being in control of an entire society or an entire people, I felt like there were too many things that were connecting what was happening in this game to what Nazi Germany was potentially doing. And I don't know, maybe I'm thinking too much into it, but it's like just the power dynamic there is really strong. I got a big vibe of that too. It made me feel so uncomfortable for a little bit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, yeah, yeah. I don't like the vibe of what these people got going on here right now. There are different people who think that the puppets were killed and then turned into puppets. And then there are people who think that they are still alive, but are just being controlled basically. Do you guys think that the, the puppets are alive or are they dead? I think they were made. Yeah, I think they're dead and we're like dehumanized in every sense of the aspect or sense of the word rather. So that they were grown like, Drain, you think that they were literally created in what possibly those capsules? Yeah, like a mixture of pigs because people like to compare pigs to humans a lot. And then the parasite, which makes them move towards or be controlled by the control points. And then I guess, you know just kind of shape them like a human or maybe put some human in there. But either way, I don't think they're conscious in any important way. Yeah. The first Easter egg that linked the world kind of to limbo is those worms, right? That they attach to the kid and whatever. And obviously it's a lot more graphic in this one because your first and I think only interaction with the worm (laughs) is through the pig. I have in my notes here just one line. I do not like the worm butt. Oh, yeah, that was that was mine. That was mine, I think. I love that part. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely hated it. That was actually my very least favorite part of that game. 
was when you had to sit there and fucking just bear down two hands and yank that bitch out. Like, oh, <laughs> uh. yeah, yeah, that was, was not not great. And then you have to pull it back and like in a really uh, aggressive, uncomfortable motion. It, it, I, I wasn't a huge fan. But the thing that the worm did to it apparently was make it aggressive. And so it makes me think that maybe the, the worm being linked to the limbo world, because in the limbo world, it controlled you and it pushed you towards something that an outside source potentially wanted you to go to. It controlled you, right? Yeah. I don't think it was like aggression. I think it's just the goal. You're under control of someone else. I think the reason why the chicks and like even fish follow you is because like you're being controlled by like us like an outside force or whatever via like long range or whatever because we're controlling him because we can turn Mm -hmm. him off at the end so i think like the tiny beings are just like naturally influenced by that so like the chicks chicks swarm you the tiny fish swarm you yeah Yeah, and and the 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 pig pig. the pig it's just getting towards you like if it kills you it just stands there in your death scene it's not like trying to kill like eat you or something that makes a lot of sense it conflicts with i guess the rest of what i was going to say which is that the Mermaids are also aggressive and they seem like they're being grown. But I don't know what the link is from the mermaids to the puppets. I don't know why they exist or what their function is or if they were a mistake or an accident. First off, they're mermaid banshees. Don't call them mermaids. <laughs> all right. They're fucking god awful, fear inducing <laughs> creatures. They call them sirens. I don't know for some reason. I call, yeah, banshe- like mermaid banshees, man. I have mild thalassophobia as is. And so when I got in there and saw that, I was just like, no god damn it why of all things yep so if we're taking like the start to the finish of the game is like what actually happens or maybe all the deaths in between are just kind of like the story ending but like when he actually gets to the point where the mermaid takes him down to actually get connected to that thing which continues which is like more of the background lore that we don't get to know about because we're not in control like that's actually where you're supposed to be where the mermaid takes you down so i think everything before is just like you're not supposed to die there basically it has no other reason to be there it's just there okay you said that the mermaids who were dragging you down before were they trying to take you towards the same goal i think so yeah because they take you down a bit and then you drown and then the screen goes black okay yeah do you guys have any scenes or sections that you really just loved <laughs> yes sir <laughs> you know i kept thinking about which part's my favorite and as weird as it is there's a section in there where you're like having to run across a bridge and like duck behind some walls while a sonic boom is coming at you remember that part <laughs> yes. so, like, Fuck that part it was it wasn't like <laughs> absolutely beautiful or anything but just the fact that the sonic boom was there was exciting i don't know why i liked it so much maybe just because of the noise but also in my second playthrough i kept hearing that noise in the background and as you get closer and closer to it it just gets louder and louder and you don't realize it until you play it again and stuff so i just liked that bridge i liked how it pulled um, you in it's crazy yeah. i noticed that from earlier like in part of the story i was like i don't know what that big fucking boom is but i'm not looking forward to when i gotta actually encounter it and then i did and like i absolutely hated that section but it was my favorite death to see and honestly it's 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 how i want to go i just want to be blasted (laughs) to bits by sound waves that sounds perfect yeah that was easily my favorite animation for the death was just the first time it happened because I forgot it completely. It's so visceral. It's yeah, it's insane. You just get obliterated, yeah. and then you're like, "Oh, I'm I'm gonna go fix the puzzle now and figure it <laughs> yeah. out." Yeah. What about you guys? Probably the farm. Everything leading up to and around it. Like I love all the pig bodies everywhere. All the worms coming out of the mud. The worms in the butts of pigs. All that. If you go into the farm, you're just amongst just a bunch of pigs, just kind of standing there. 
I don't know. It just looks really cool. I liked the underside of the farm. I thought that was cool. Uh, and I was like, that's a really cool, like, bug out spot. Like, own a farm and then just have a sick ass, like, panic bunker for when shit goes down to have on point. Yeah. As for my favorite part of the game, it was definitely the very end when you go on a big ball sack monster fucking rampage. And it's just amazing. I was like, oh, all of the stress I've been feeling from this, I just get to fucking yeet all over the place and make it everyone yep. else's problem. I believe that the, I don't know if it's canonical, but as a group, the fans have come together to decide that the name of that is the huddle. The is huddle. <laughs> I've never heard that. <laughs> You've never heard the huddle? No. I thought you were the one who told me that. No. Yeah, I love that so much. The group hug. <laughs> the group hug? <laughs> oh, oh, I like no. that. <laughs> no. But um, my favorite death, dog deaths. Those ones, they never get old. Oh, my. Those are so In the water, or just on the ground. Just, it's so good. The crack. Yeah. Oh, that's one of so my good. least favorite deaths, just because it's so disheartening to watch a toddler get ripped apart by one of God's most beloved creatures. You know? <laughs> yeah. Wow. <laughs> I even remember, like, I was talking, I was like, fuck you, dogs. And you were, you think you were watching it was at the beginning. You're like, they're just doing their job, man. They're just trying to get along yeah. in life. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. And, and like, even the dogs are like, you know, being controlled up to some mm -hmm. point like even if you get to like the dog secret because like there's like the husk people which is why i think they're created and something else because if you stop controlling them they don't do anything but mm -hmm. when you get rid of the control center in the dog secret they all just scatter like they don't want to kill you anymore they just run away oh the dogs oh okay 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 you mean the orb right yeah when you have like the torch i love that's like the only secret i make my friends go to i'm like hey you can don't worry about the other secrets i'm like go do this one <laughs> i did that one for the first time today actually i have no idea what you're talking about and i feel very very ripped off <laughs> <laughs> okay so it's when you are dealing with the 20 puzzle and you've got all the people uh -huh. Uh, it's probably some of the last or first people that you collect. You run to the left on one of the floors and you have to climb up this little section and you can pull one of the boards, but you can't do it alone. So you run over and then you have to grab some people somehow. Mm. And it's like two or three of them. And then you run back down. And instead of continuing towards the rest of the puzzle, you stop and you rip that board off. You go by yourself. Oh, yeah. And then you walk in alone. Yeah. And then a dog starts chasing you, but you have to grab a torch off the wall. And then you just fend off the dogs back and forth until you get to one of the orbs. Mm. And as soon as you pull the orb, the dogs panic and they all scatter and run so you can safely walk out. Oh, word. Okay. Yeah, I, I love that. Maybe I should cut that spoiler out. Who knows? Oh my God. Nah, fuck no. it. <laughs> we'll do it like that. You were warned. You were warned about spoilers. You're still here. This is your fault. You were warned. At first, I thought you were talking about some big dog Easter egg. And I was like, oh, what? But that actually does make a lot of sense. So do you think that each orb is unplugging specific sections of puppets and people? I think it's just some part of like a long range or remote control system. I, I don't know if it's too important if they're sectioned off or whatever. I also did like the uh, the safe puzzle because uh, you were expecting me to die the first time and I didn't. So suck it. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. OK, that's fair. <laughs> It's the second time you operate puppets, I think, uh, because you have to open up a door and then you have to, like, get them onto the two different switches oh. by opening up the lever. And oh, yeah, yeah that one, too. Take a yeah, bit that was that. Yes, it was absolutely that one. Yeah. yeah, those puppets freak me out. Speaking of the group hug section, like, <laughs> I know that wasn't the only one, but when you open up the big fire pit i thought that was the end of the game at first yeah, <laughs> yeah i was like what no i'm not about to I throw guess myself crawl into in. a furnace no i refused yeah. i refused this is the end <laughs> <Goodbye>. <laughs> 
that would have been a cool like alternate early ending i would have like super appreciated that yeah if you were able to crawl into that furnace i bet a significant number of people would not have beaten the rest of the game if you were able to do the rest as it went i think a lot of people would have just done that credits roll and they would have been like what the yeah. fuck oh i guess we're done i would love that i think that would have been really funny for them to do <laughs> And you know that death would be visceral and terrifying because it's 90 people oh, yeah, trapped yeah, in a meat blob and you'd hear all their sizzling screams. and popping. And- it's like the oh. evolved form of like the human centipede. It's like if it was a Pokemon. It's, oh my Drain. god. Oh no. <laughs> the, the, the human blubberfly. <laughs> Evolution oh, no. from human centipede. Good god. Oh jeez. <laughs> So, Terry, did you have a favorite death? I honestly can't remember which one it would have been at this point. There were so many. That's fair. So, I loved the mermaid levels, like, aesthetically. I thought they were so cool, and I was just, like, intrigued by the idea of what they could have possibly been. And, you know, they might have been these failed whatevers. Who created them? Are they linked to the blob? Why do you get saved by one? Or why can you breathe underwater? after that one section but i hate running back and forth in levels and in this game you run back and forth a lot more than you do in limbo it's just a lot of you know you have to okay where am i going there's like a small metrovania ass part and a lot of it is running back and forth it's fine but those parts kind of fatigue me the most that's all the mermaid parts were filled with so it was like that was the saving grace for those moments but then again i hated the deaths getting killed by a mermaid so much it was just it filled me with this immense dread that like i felt sad getting ripped apart by the dogs because it was visceral but with this it felt like the mermaids more than any other creature in the game were filled with such hatred and aggression they felt the least controlled to me out of anyone else it felt like they were there with a vengeance and they were an accident created and that's why they're just like they have their own little section and they're like yeah we're gonna leave these little creeps and just not mess with them and then the favorite death again just the sonic boom obliteration was the funniest thing in the world to me especially because it like launches the body like towards you like in that 90 force, different directions force perspective it like shoots at your screen put on your 3d glasses <laughs> i remember one death i saw the fucking meat slaw off the bone and then i saw like an ankle bone like hit my fucking screen and i was like tight <laughs> that was a decision you guys made graphically and i'm here for it yeah <laughs> Did you guys have a specific puzzle that you really liked or hated? Oh, I really liked the, it was in the Shockwave Emporium where you have to go up the ladder. You have to time it with the thing that's spinning mm-hmm. around. Yeah. It took me a bit to figure out, but it made me feel like so smart <laughs> when I finally got it. I loved that one. I-, I hated it for the opposite reason because like I knew what I had to do, but I couldn't time it out no matter how hard <laughs> I tried. Like, okay, it's on a six count. So like on six, you gotta oh like, let it go and you like do that. And I was like, no matter what I did, like it took me like 30 tries and I was like, that's where you had to leave it. God damn it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that part was really cool to me because there are other puzzles like that in other games where you have to time it. But for this, it felt like it was the opposite of a normal puzzle like that because the switch wasn't there to place at the right point and then use. It was there to stop it at the right point and then flip it and run. And so it just it felt like for some reason, like it was a reverse engineered puzzle from a different game for me. But I, I like that one a lot. You know, the one that I know that I don't like the most was you remember the elevator you're having to deal with <laughs> yes. running back and forth this huge, yep. was it like H-shaped even or something? I don't even know, but you had to run clear over to the left 
and then run clear over to the right and go up and down the elevator. Yep. And it's just every time yeah. I have to run across a platform that long, I'm just like, show me the yep. speed up button. <laughs> the, yeah, mm-hmm. there better be some really good stuff mm-hmm. in the background. I don't think that during this section, there was anything too much in the background because they wanted you to focus on the puzzle, maybe. But I think that was one fault. That was my least favorite puzzle as well. I think I stopped multiple times and I was like, oh, I'll pick this game up like, you know, tomorrow. Or I guess I'm finishing this game literally the day of the podcast because I just didn't want to run back and forth that many times. Yeah. Can I be honest with you? Yeah. I also finished it the day of, but that's because the fucking devs bamboozled me. <laughs> And I got oh, yeah. so pissed off when I first started the fucking game. I just rage quit on it for three days because in Limbo, to grab stuff and interact with stuff, it was left control button because I didn't realize you could play it on controller and like I just do keyboard anyways. On this fucking game inside, to interact with stuff, it's the right control button. So like I hit that first wall where the fridge is and I'm like, I know it's the fridge. I know I got to move the motherfucker, but I'm hitting left <laughs> control and he's not moving. I was like, fuck this game fuck you inside (laughs) and then i went and i was like all right well let me see is it oh it's right control all right well i'm a fucking idiot and i'm just gonna reset it to left and now i'll play this game (laughs) yeah people are like i'm too dumb to play this game (laughs) i felt like that multiple times oh i was gonna say i really love the part where you fall directly on top of one of the guys and then you're covered in blood in the the group hug section oh yes yes and then you can just like clean it off or just kind of yeah scuttle around he looks like he's supposed to be like the ceo of something he looked pretty unimportant (laughs) did he yeah i thought he was supposed he looked to me like he was the man in charge and then uh nope guess not he was just useless and, (laughs) and now he's dead one of my favorite things I ever did with this game was with the mind control because it freaked me out for sure. What alleviated my like stress and anxiety was making them do the thriller dance. <laughs> <laughs> it's very entertaining. Go give it a shot if you haven't done it. Please tell me you've clipped that somewhere. Oh, no. You know, I got to watch him control the puppets for the first time and I'm looking away and I'm taking a sip or, or something <laughs> and I just hear faintly. <laughs> <laughs> and I look over and surely enough, the puppets are just That's amazing. dancing. That was fantastic. This is why we unplugged them at the end. <laughs> <laughs> I actually remembered because I said dog death for my favorite death, but there's like a very specific dog death that I feel like most people won't see on their run. It's, uh, you know, when you're going over the gate multiple times to pull yeah. the planks off. So if you go through, you push the cabinet down and you run to the right. But if you go back to the left, <laughs> The dogs will drag you through that tiny hole. Oh my like god! If, yeah, like they'll just oh. they'll rip your body through it. <laughs> I didn't do it. A friend did it. He's like, I wanted to see what would happen. I'm like, well, now you have to do the gate again. But it yep. takes a special person to be able to figure that one out. Science. I died so many times intentionally on this game because I was like, hmm, what's this death animation gonna look like? You've got to know. You have to know. <laughs> I strive to live life like you do. I was <laughs> fuck too anxious for that. And for the kid, because I believed for a while that he had some semblance of humanity. And now I believe that he was a husk from the start. <laughs> I wanted to ask you guys at the very end, when the giant hug rolls down to the seashore, is he alive or is he dead? I think that he is alive. 
But I guess that begs the question, if this is something that has happened over and over, I think that he has been put in this situation over and over and over and over. He, them, they, the huddle. And so if they really just take him after that and then put him back in the thing and then they keep testing and they have him grab more children or whatever to pull back into the huddle to make it stronger, do whatever this simulation is, or... Is that the whole thing and sunlight kills the huddle? Because sunlight being painful is a theme that is attached to the mermaid banshees as well, where you shine a light mm. at them and then they have to scatter. So that might be a paralyzing beam of some sort or it's death and then they're going to start the experiment over. But it could just be there to paralyze him so they can take him back in and they can start the whole thing over again. Yeah. I don't think they're alive or dead. I think they're just done. <laughs> As you put it, you believe they're grown. Yeah. And so when you say done, do you mean they have, they're just going to dispose of it or they're just going to reanimate it once it's in there? It doesn't matter. Oh. But I don't think it dies or was alive. Yeah, I feel like it escapes. And then as it's rolling down and like to the beach, it leaves the sphere of influence, as it were, the sphere of control influence and so like oh. it's just there it's just a lump on the beach now i think it's still in the influence because like they made a diorama <laughs> of like exactly yeah. like where oh, it's really? gonna end up yeah it's kind of made to look like the sun is shining down but like in the diorama it's just like another building like just shining down there oh yeah with just like a big floodlight shooting down but yeah i watched you chill there in the diorama because you have to stay there for a, like a minute and then i think you have to break the glass inside the diorama or something yeah, you just run straight through it. <laughs> you just roll through it or something like that. But yeah, there are so many different hints that show you that every bit of your adventure is scripted to them. That it's just really fascinating to watch different runs and be like, you catch so many different things about it. And then we haven't really touched on the alternate ending too much and what that might mean. When you turn the kid off? Yeah. 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 I think it's a metaphor for being able to finally take control of your own life and like unplug yourself from the machine because whether or not we want to admit it, we are all just kind of cogs in this thing that's going along right now. We try to convince ourselves otherwise or this, that, the other, and, you know, being as woke as possible or what have you. But at the end of the day, like we're still spending money with these corporations and like corporate shills and people who have bad raps because it's convenient. And it's easy for us. Not mind control. That's going a bit too far. But if we're going to go with symbolism, yeah, like we're sort of under a spell, under a sort of control from these corporations. And that's being able to pull the plug and pull the cores and be like, all right, well, like shut it down. This ain't it, chief. So you're going for a very uh, meta narrative when it comes to unplugging the kid. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Like what I've said at the very start, it's like the only decision that you get to make. And like, I find it even more depressing, but it's like, oh, you know, the boy finally unplugged himself. It's like, he didn't get to make that choice. It's like the person controlling him did. <laughs> and I'm like, rip. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty mm -hmm. sad. Yeah. You know, just, I think if anything, I go back to the name of the game. I mean, it's called Inside, right? And so if you're able to like try to break through that control, trying to break through what society has built for us, try to, you know, become our own people and, you know, not follow what everyone else is doing, not be part of the commercial widget that 
you know, the world is or whatever. And being able to unplug ourselves from that is definitely having to do that from the inside and having to break in to do that. So it was interesting to see that little kid go through that process too. But again, like Doreen's huh. saying, if he didn't do it in the first place, then are we even able to if something else is still controlling us from the outside of that? Huh. Yeah, it's like an exercise on whether or not free will exists. <laughs> the worms exist. That's all. They're just, just, the just the worms. <laughs> no free will, only worms. Worms, worms, worms. There was one bit that a friend, Dylan, who Joe already talked about his kind of prevailing theory, when he was running around leading these puppets <laughs> who had hard hats and other stuff on them, and they were just kind of blue collar workers. And his theory was a bit of you are like a CEO's son, and he's trying to teach you how you're going to have to lead the world by learning to control and sacrifice other peons that you just don't care about the lives of the whole time. And it was like uncomfortably fitting, except for most of <laughs> the other stuff going on. And yeah. It was just really for funny. For that particular section, spot on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. I like to go around and give a number rating and then what kind of person would you recommend this game to? I think it was a 10 for me for what the game, I feel like what they were trying to get across in terms of the gameplay and the, the story. I think it was like they did it perfectly. So I, I would give it a 10. I love it. And basically the same as Limbo, I would recommend it to basically anyone who is even considering trying playing a game because I find like a lot of the puzzles in this one are a little bit more easy to wrap your head around sometimes. They're a lot with more Limbo, straightforward. It, yeah, mm -hmm. with Limbo, it's like more math and then inside it's just more like, I think they're easier. Some of them, some of them are a bit easier. So mm -hmm. everyone, everyone wants to try a game. Okay, I like it. Terry, what about you? Hmm. I think I would give it a 9.6 out of 10. And Ooh, significantly better than your limbo. <laughs> yeah, <review>. absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> Devastating and to me. <laughs> <laughs> I think people who like to try to read into story or who enjoy being surprised, if there was a way to like tell them if you like surprises, watch this. I think this is a game for those kind of folks. Ooh, okay. Joe, what about you? I give it a solid nine and a half for sure. For starters, this game induced a sense of urgency like from the get-go. And their way of expressing that with being able to hear the heartbeat and the breathing like start to get quicker and more rushed and stuff like that just aesthetically was a whole lot more pleasing. And it wasn't actually pleasing. Like I hated it. I was like, this is an anxiety attack, but it just yep. it added so much more to the gameplay and the immersion. The aesthetics were fantastic. The way it was built, the way it flowed real well and the music, the score was super solid. Absolutely loved it. I would recommend it to a lot of my like creative writing friends and things like that to be like, hey, like you like finding secret meaning and shit. Here's a whole game for you to do it with. <laughs> That's actually a really good idea. Yeah. Like I would I would have Tyler play this and be like, yeah, exactly. Give me your thesis on it. Yeah. Okay. So for me, I'm going to dip a little bit lower. I liked Limbo better. I would give this game probably after reading everything and playing it multiple times and going through, I enjoyed the game. The running back and forth for me was a little bit much. I didn't enjoy the puzzles as much. I thought the story was trying to tell more, but Ultimately, I kind of retained less than I did from Limbo, and I think I would give it a seven for me, but I think if I were able to read all of Drain's paragraphs, that could be pushed up to a 7.5 <laughs> or an eight, because I, I really want to hear and know just what his whole theory is on, on everything he's got written me down. Me too. Will you read it? Mm -hmm. You like <laughs> Limbo more because of the spider section. 
you're conveniently forgetting about the 90% of the game that is like boring in terms of puzzles. I love the spider section. Oh, it's just oh. fact, factory nothing. I actually didn't find any of it. But in Limbo, you know, like we talked about, the factory part was a bit of a letdown because the forest was more interesting aesthetically. But I did still like the puzzles in Limbo towards the end of the game as well. I loved the gravity. I also loved the shape of the character more. I like that his defining feature was like were his eyes and not that he didn't have eyes or a face and was shaped like a banana. <laughs> it felt like he had more personality to me, but I absolutely see that I am the minority here. I still think it was a great game. I would also recommend it to anyone who enjoyed Limbo. I would recommend Limbo above it but I would push inside as a strong spiritual successor. I think it was still a very good game with a terrifying ambiance and score. This has been Inside by Playdead, released in 2016. Gentlemen and lady, where can they find you if you want to be found by the people who are listening to this fine program? All right, I'll go first. My name is Joseph Campio. You can find me on Instagram, FOMO underscore Joe. And I'm going to do a little cross promotion, cross plugging here. I am also part of a uh, Defiant Robot Records podcast. And that's where we interview mainly San Diego music, San Diego locals, but music far and wide. And we're just trying to give the music industry a place to create and consume content without all of the big corporate shill bullshit behind it. So so go check us out. We do some pretty good stuff. All right. Where can they just Twitch for me? I don't even know what the URL looks like. Slash Jorain. Oh my god. Twitch.tv slash Jorain. Do you want to say it again? No, I'm okay. <laughs> I don't keep that on the top of my memory. <laughs> yeah, fuck it. Go check me out if you can find me out. <laughs> what kind of games do you stream, Jorain? Inside. <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> Yo, yeah. Go follow him on Twitch. Get them paragraphs. He'll read them out. Fighting games mostly. Fighting games, indie games. Terry? They can find me at twitch.tv forward slash Terry underscore 24. And what kind of games do you play? Lots of horror. That's like my favorite genre is horror. Ooh. Especially indie horror. I want to play more of that. You should play Escape from Tarkov. Ooh. It's the most horrific game horror. ever. Yes, it is. It's so fear-inducing. It's so scary, Trevor. It's an FPS. It's a realistic FPS. Don't I be just, deceived. I want to see more Pyramid Head. I'm having more and more dreams about Pyramid Head lately, and I need more mm. Pyramid Head in oh. my life. So there's yeah. that. You don't want to hear about them. They're kind of graphic. No, we're not going to talk about those. This is rated PG, oh. right? 13? I don't know. Definitely not PG. I've said, <laughs> I've said fuck several times. No, yeah, there's been a lot of fucks and some people are talking with smoke in their mouths here, so we're, <laughs> this is not for toddlers. What? I never. <laughs> Whatever you talking about. This has been Quick Summaries for Short Games. I'm Trevor Robertson with guests Nathan, a.k.a. Jerain, Terry, and Joseph Campillo. Editing done by Abominable Productions. Music provided by Defiant Robot Records. Podcast art by Jerain. Spoiler warning provided by Dylan Hanks. If you liked the episode, leaving a review for us on Apple or Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts would really help us with the algorithm. Next week's episode is Doki Doki Literature Club. Have you guys noticed Play Dead just likes creating kids with shitty posture? <laughs> yeah, yes. Limbo's was fine, but kind of slouched. But this kid in Inside is basically just a banana with legs. Even when he's running and he's normal, he's just kind of C-shaped. Maybe he's a cheap android. Maybe the fact that he was... <sighs> 
created and the fact that he just has some small bone structure that's, you know, covered with plastic pig parts. I mean, maybe maybe that's why he slouches like that. Or he's just Randall from Recess. We'll I mean, never that too. know. <laughs> <laughs>